again, uh, family, to another installment of Face to Face on uh, Race with myself and Royden. Uh, we delighted that you've been following the conversation. If you haven't, um, I think that's just a sad way to say that there's three previous episodes that uh, you can check out. And I think they're vital in understanding this episode uh, and just some of the things that we're going to be speaking about today. Um, so please do check those out um, and, and, and um, just get an understanding of what, how we set up the conversation previously uh, in light of what we're going to be speaking about today. Um, so we continue with the conversation, bro. Um, so glad that we, we hear episode four, if I'm not mistaken. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fourth time we're um, doing this. Suckers for punishment, yeah. huh? <laughs> Look at us. Um, but it's really been a joy uh, for me to have these conversations, man. And we, we're going to get into uh, this one today. And really what, what we want to achieve uh, with our conversation for today is, is one, just uh, where, where, do we, where do we see these conversations ending up? You know, So we, we're chatting uh, and we're having dialogue, um, but what is the aim of it? What, what are we actually trying to achieve with this? Um, and, and, and then secondly to that, uh, how do we even begin that process of achieving uh, what it is that we're aiming for? So uh, we, we're going to chat about that. Um, and I, I want to open up the floor to you, Bill, uh, just to kick us off, if you could probably uh, just get us going with that first question. Um, you know, shorts of, of the new earth, uh, what, where do we, we want to end up? Um, and, and what is it that, that we are actually aiming for? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we're kind of recognizing that um, unless Jesus comes back, um, you know, we're not going to have this, this, this perfect reality. It's always going to be a bit of a mixed reality. And so, and so we want, but we know that we can improve, right? So that's always the tension that we as Christians are facing. We, we live in the here and now. We know where we're headed and we know it's going to be awesome and it's going to be perfect, but we're not there yet. So, so what is the kind of realistic progress that we can hope for? That, that's both challenging, but not kind of utopian. Um, and so, so I think the place to start is to say, um, well, what, what is one of the biggest problems in, our, in, our, in, in racial dynamics in South Africa, right? And, and within the church, especially. And I think one of the biggest problems is this, because there's been, there's been such a massive trauma um, in our history and, 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 and even our recent history, you know, it's, it's a kind of a massive septic wound, uh, that we keep tearing open and, and infecting with, with new hurts and, and, um, new hatreds, uh, because of all of that, because of, we can't, we're all carrying that, right. We're all carrying that stuff from the past. Um, there's this huge trust deficit. So we just don't trust each other. And, so, and if we do, with all the goodwill in the world, that, that trust is, it's, it's, it's skin deep, um, excuse the pun, it's, 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 and it's brittle, right? It's so fragile. So, so we interact with each other and then um, someone puts a, uh, just a, an ordinary human misstep, right? Someone puts a foot, foot, puts a foot wrong that could have something more to do with personality or circumstance or misunderstanding, but immediately we fall back into our, into our, uh, our camps, right? We retreat into yeah. our lagers and, and we, we retreat into positions of, 
of, of skepticism and cynicism and distrust. Um, this person did that. The reason they did that is not because they're an idiot or they were acting an like an idiot in the moment. It's because I'm white and she's black or mm -hmm. vice versa, right? And, um, and so I guess one of the places we want to go is where we are so secure in our relationship, where we've so appropriated the gospel uh, and the reality that we are one in Christ, whether we like it or not. And he holds us together. And that cross isn't going anywhere. And the, and the risen Lord Jesus isn't getting off his throne anytime soon for anyone. Those are fixed realities. And that's what holds us together. Uh, so we want to get to the place, I guess, where we, where we so appropriate that truth that, that we are free to begin to risk trusting each other. Sure. Because, because even if we fall out, we, we, um, the relationship isn't in jeopardy because it's Jesus who holds us together. And that mm. bond is eternal. You know, so, so I think what, what it might look like in practical terms couple of things. I think um, we could actually speak the truth to each other with, without uh -huh. worrying about offense. So, so I think we walk on eggshells around each other. I'm just talking about black-white yeah. uh, relationships, dynamics. We, we don't actually say what, what we mean or what we're uh -huh. feeling because we're so scared we're going to offend and chase the person back into their camp. Sure. Um, and, and, and I think if we actually start to trust each other, we'll, we'll start to say the things that are really on our hearts. So, yeah. so I imagine the way black people talk to black people about white people yeah. is different <laughs> from the way black people talk to white people about white people. Yeah. And I don't have to imagine the reverse. I know that the way white people talk to white people people about black people is different from the way white people talk to black people about black people. Yeah. And if you look at the, what the New Testament is calling us to, it's calling us, if you've got a problem with your brother, go and talk to your brother. Don't go and talk to other people about your brother, right? Don't, don't withdraw into your camp, in other words. Um, and I think, I think the gospel can set us free. If I've if I'm so secure in Christ and I'm so secure in the fact that you're my brother in Christ, it doesn't matter how, you know, what you do to me or even worse, what I do to you is always yeah. room uh, for healing. And, and that bond cannot be broken. And um, so then if I've got some issue or if I suspect that you're treating me this way because I'm white, I can actually even in that awkward thing, I can come to you and say, Hey man, Listen, this is what I'm feeling. Like, tell, me I'm, tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. But, but the yeah. way it feels is you treating me like this is because I'm white. Is, is that right? You know, or vice versa. Um, and so I think, I think that's the one thing is we'll actually start to, we'll start to treat each other. Uh, uh, we won't be worried that we're going to offend all the time. And we'll start to actually yeah, yeah, share yeah. what we're feeling. It's like, it's like us with, our, with the people closest to us that we are so comfortable with. You're not always filtering everything you say, worrying about whether you're going to offend that person, like, like a marriage, right? You're not filtering. I mean, maybe we should do more filtering sometimes, but, but you're not like censoring all your, all your uh, thoughts and, and words 
very closely because you're so worried you're going to offend this person. No, the relationship yeah. is bigger than that. So I'm going to be free with you. I'm going to risk saying what I actually think because yeah. I know that our relationship is stronger than this one conversation. Yeah. So, so, so that I think would be the first thing is we will just speak more freely and openly and honestly with each other. And the second sure. thing is when we fight, we'll fight clean, right? So, yeah. so we can have a, we can have a snot flying, blood curdling, blood boiling kind of, you know, scratching each other's eyes out, uh, um, disagreements to put it politely. Um, but that thing is not the sum total of our relationship and it doesn't need to reduce to race. So I can, I can stamp on your shoes, spit on your shoes, call them ugly, going back to episode one, but you won't feel like, you won't feel like he's done that to me because he's white. You'll just feel like he was being such a chop. Um, but I still love him and we'll get over this. Um, right. And and vice versa, always vice versa. So it, it, it always flows in both directions. Um, so I think, I think that, that we'll actually be able to, to have our scraps like normal, like you have in a normal relationship and not be yeah. so terrified that that is the, that is, that is like now the chasm between us. Um, sure. and, 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 and we're just going to default back to our, you know, back to our, our enclaves, white enclave, right. black, black enclave, our ghettos where we, where we have yep. nothing to do with each other. And we've ruined any yeah. chance of of proper interaction. So sure. I think I think those two things um, will be evidence that we are making progress in trust. Yeah. Do you want to come in there, or so, should I keep going? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you 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 could comment on this. So um, and, and it's just obviously emphasizing your point. But if if we need to keep on drumming that drum, I think it's worth it. But Jordan Peterson. Um, most people would know him. I don't think he professes to be a Christian, but uh, he, he kind of, he, not even kind of, but he affirms a lot of the Christian values. So in one of, in one of uh, his interviews, he, he was speaking about just having conversations with people that, um, you know, would be, would, would be considered offensive. And he said, just on the basis of us having an argument, you know, by nature, there the will be offense. So, so, to try and take out offense from having a real and honest conversation is, is not having a conversation at all, you know, because mm. the reason why we even talking is because there's been some disturbance, whether it's from you or from me or whatever party, but if there's already some disturbance, there is a level of offense. And if we're going to come and try and sort out issues by nature, that conversation will have some offense in it. And we mm. should be okay with that for the sake, obviously, of the relationship, like you're saying, mm. for the sake of getting to what the truth is, you know? Mm. And so and so I was like, here's a guy, doesn't profess to be Christian, but on stage has publicly affirmed all Christian values. He he upholds Christian marriage. He upholds the, the institute of, of, of the family and, and so on and so forth. Um, and here he's saying, yeah, like it's, we live, we live in, a, in, a, in a culture now, in a society uh, where, where, if, I mean, yes, there's reason for us to be sensitive. And even in light of this conversation, uh, considering our own past and history and some of the stuff that you started with, uh, with the wounds that we have, uh, there's, there's obviously reason for us to be sensitive. Uh, but I don't think sensitivity implies that, that now we should, we should be afraid to offend each other. 
Mm. Uh, you know, and 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 by not being afraid of offending each other, it's not for the sake of offense itself, but no, it's for the sure. sake of of relationship. It's for the sake of um, again uh, getting to 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 the point where where we're gonna we're gonna um, uh, speak of now, um, and just some or rather, what are some of those steps are gonna look like in, in us getting to to a place where there's there's mutual trust, there's um, um, there's there's a way where where I look at you as my brother because again our relationship is rooted in in, in Christ and not um, and not just um, uh, my race um, or, or, or our culture um, whatever so I, I don't know if you wanna you wanna keep on drumming that um, because I think it's worth it you know mm, I think it's mm. worth it considering uh, where we live in and and yes we should be politically correct when it comes to conversations. But I think uh, a lot of people avoid these conversations. Uh, well, one because shucks, it's it's too sensitive. Secondly, I don't have the language to be politically correct, um, you know. So 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 I don't want to engage in that. But I think what you're saying is, especially if you're Christian, mm. uh, there's a bigger motivation for you to have these conversations. And I, as your brother, shouldn't hold your lack of political correctness against you. Um, cause I know where you're coming from. If you are a brother in Christ, you know, if you're mm. a Christian. Mm. Um, so yeah. So, so I don't know if you want to, want to continue hammering that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's really thing. well put. I mean, I think that's really well put. I think just a few, yeah, let me just, um, spin off a few of those ideas. Um, so, so I think obviously what you said is dead right. We're not, we're not pursuing offense for the sake of offense. We as Christians right. are committed to truth, right? And and we're pursuing truth and we're trying to understand. Um, and and to, to understand, uh, you have to think. And to think, you have to speak. You have to articulate. Yeah. That's how we think, right? And so, yeah. and so to do that in a group is so much more fruitful. You can sit in your, in your room and think all day. But if you're not in conversation with others, your, your, your thinking is so impoverished. Um, yeah. And so to think communally, we have to speak. And so we need to speak to each other. Otherwise, we, we are, we are ha- hamstringing ourselves in the pursuit of truth. So, so there's that like at the big philosophical kind of level. But I think, I think you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I wouldn't even say we have to start there. Like I'm just saying let's, let's just talk to each other for a start you know what I mean? And have conversations about anything and, mm. and, and risk saying, no, I don't agree with you. Because I think sometimes yeah, yeah. we don't even get that far. We, we, nah. we, we are so, uh, at least, at least, you know, I know this is true of white people. I suspect it's also true of black people, but we're so super sensitive um, and, and in an unhealthy way. Where I'm mm. not actually treating this person, I'm not, I'm not loving this person enough to treat them as a human being. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of an, an avoidance and defense t- tactic. It's not really about yeah. me loving you because if I love you enough, I'm going to love you enough to say, Hey, I don't think that's quite right. I, I think huh. it's more like this. Um, and that is the place where we actually, you spoke in the episode one about intimate spaces. And yeah. I think, I think that, that, that there's an intimacy and in conversation that isn't there. At the moment, we're polite ah. to each other. We we skirt around each other. We sort of drift past each other, even at church. 
we don't we don't actually get in each other's faces. And I'm I'm not saying we must do it aggressively, and I'm not saying people must just kind of you know be insensitive to other people's hurt. That's definitely not what what we're aiming for. And I I would say we're not even I think political correctness because it's a shifting sand. Um, uh. It's quite a low bar for us to aim for. You know, we want to speak the truth in love. And those yeah. two things you hold together, you hold together. So that's not about me imposing my opinion. If I, if I love you, I'm going to come to you with questions, not with answers, yeah. not just with answers, yeah. right? Sure. This is the truth as declared by me. I'm going to come to you black. What, explain what you mean there, man. Um, tell me a bit about how, how, how you arrive at that. Um, uh. Or as simple as like, do you have any siblings? Yeah, Where are they? Sure. What are they doing? You know, um, how you know? I'm I'm coming to you with genuine interest in who you are and what you think about the world because you're my brother in Christ and just because you're another human being. You know, yeah. so there's an image of God thing there that um, that means we will extend the same attitude and love beyond the boundaries of the church, but especially we'll apply them in the church because we want the world to know us by our love. So I'm coming to you with genuine interest, not to impose my opinion, um, but, with, but in finding out what it is you think and why you think that way. And that means getting to know you. Uh, so, so I think we've got to be committed to that because, because that is the first step. Getting up in each other's faces in that way, in that sort of loving way, is the first step yeah. to actually trusting each other. Sure. So we can disagree, but we discover that Christ who binds us together is always more than our disagreement. And in um, fact, I've learned something in the process. Like you said, I've actually learned, I'm actually a better, richer um, person who's closer to the truth through our engagement than I would have been otherwise just in my little splendid isolation, you know? Sure. Oh, so that's good, think, bro. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we can continue. No, so I was going to say, we can take it one step forward, right? So we can say, yeah. so I think trust is, is like the first kind of fruit that we want to see, that deepening of trust. But I think we could, we could, when we, on the journey, I'm hoping that we as a community, as we start to have these conversations and we're recognizing that we are, we are committed to each other and our commitment to each other is, is a secure place. Um, yeah. I think I'm hoping what, what will start to surface is, is an understanding of the richness of diversity. And, oh. and you know, that's, that's a cultural category. It's a horse that's been flogged to death. And, and so people just hear one thing when you say diversity. But what oh. I mean by that is, let's just look at how God made us. So, so oh. in our very humanity, we are a plurality. So let's, God says, let's make, let's make them in our image. And let's make them male and female. One yeah. humanity, but male and female. Sure. So built into what it means to be a human is to be a, a plurality, to have a diversity built into the very nature of who we are, like at the mm. core of our existence. You can't say humanity is humanity in its maleness. And you can't say no. humanity is humanity in its femaleness. No, humanity is in God's image, male and female. And I think out of that, you project into a richness in diversity that, that we see in the different cultures and the different ethnicities. 
and in what we bring to each other. And it's why I think God doesn't uh, kind of dissolve us out of our individuality or even out of our kind of cultures and conform us into one uniform thing. That's not what we see around the throne. What we see around the throne is every tribe and tongue and nation. So there's all that, there's all that, um, that jumble and that, that, that kind of color and that, 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 that difference, but united around the throne. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think what we're going to discover in God's grace, and this is what we hope for, is that we're not different from each other. We're different mm. for each other. Sure. I think that's worth repeating, bro. <laughs> so we're not different from each other. We're different for each other. So I think we look at difference and all we see is threat. Sure. But actually we should be looking at difference and seeing blessing. Uh, we should see blessing in the other because this one's not like me, which means I've got a whole, there's a whole universe I can discover just in this individual. Yeah. This individual isn't me. This individual has different experiences, different, uh, um, a different network, different giftings. You know, there's so much that this, this is a creature that has been made in the image of God. And so I, I can learn more about the beauty and glory of God Almighty mm. by investing myself in this individual who's different right. from me. So I think we, we, we want to get to that place where we're not seeing difference as a threat. We're seeing difference as a blessing from God that we can thank him for. Now, that, that can sound utopian, but I think if we take it back to what we're saying, we're saying this starts with just interacting as human beings, just having simple conversations. And, and sure. I think as we do that, and, 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 and as we are aware of the heavenly reality, which is our God makes us in the beginning and where he's taking us to at the end, Genesis, Revelation, ah. is this richness in our differences. Um, and if we are aware that it's there, we'll start to look for it. We'll start to ah. look, we'll start to approach other human beings. Um, not with, first of all, we'll, we'll approach them. We won't run in the opposite direction, which is what we often tend to do. But we'll approach them this person is an, in, is an opportunity for me to worship God and to love another human being. And, oh, and this person can enrich my life. You know, and it's not all about me. I can en enrich my life uh, in their life. I go with them. I go to them with, with, with that prospect. Like I want to, I want to be a blessing to you because guess what? I'm, I'm not like you. So, so let's, oh. let's, let's interact and maybe something beautiful can happen in the Lord. You know? Oh. Sure. That's brilliant, bro. Cause I'm just thinking even, I mean, I have, I have three other questions just in light of everything that's been said, but just to comment on what you said now, because I, I know that in, in most conversations I've had um, around race with white people, um, and not all white people, but majority of the white people I have conversations with, they tend to be uh, um, like a... Hatred is probably a strong word, but I'll use that like a hatred of self, you know, so so because of all the uh, the injustices of the past, it seems like my whiteness carries all of that. And, you know, some some of the stuff that, that you said in the first episode where it's as though your existence is a reminder of people's pain. So you'd rather withdraw from, from the society, not obviously because you think things are going to, to the dogs, but 
but you just feel like your presence is a reminder, you know, of 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 people's pain. So so I I I, I get the sense um, from from other white people that it's not even a my my existence reminds you of the pain. It's just that I I even hate myself, you know, I hate my whiteness. But I, I like what you said now, like me interacting with you, being in a relationship with you, or somebody of 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 a different culture or race is an opportunity for me to worship God. You know, I think, I think that's powerful. That's that we don't speak in those terms. We don't speak in, even as Christians, you know, uh, we, we thinking, how, we, we, the first thing we're thinking of is how uncomfortable is this going to be? You know, let me, let me try and correct my language. Uh, let me try and work through my own categories. Let me, let me fix my, my psyche first before I try and interact uh, with this person. You know, it's, it's, it's as good as, as 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 saying, you know, you you wanna you wanna fix yourself and get right before you can actually worship God, and mm. and we wouldn't even say that, you know, <laughs> from the pulpit, we wouldn't. That's not the gospel that we preach. Come mm. as you are. The, mm. the Lord wants all of you. He's the one who's gonna clean you. He's the one who's gonna uh, renew you, redeem you, you know, restore restore you. Um, so so I, I I just love the fact that you know you 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 laid it out in that way that our interaction, my relationship with you as a white person is worship to God, you know? And, and I think once we see that, it removes us from our little, our little uh, um, uh, groups or clans or whatever we want to call them, but it, it actually places us in the bigger picture of what mm. God is doing um, as he's building his kingdom. Um, it, it makes that reality of revelation very now, it makes it true, you know? It, it makes it tangible now. Mm. Um, as we, because that's the language we use, as we stand around the throne of God, we're going to be worshiping, you know, singing singing one song together, you know, many languages, many tribes, worshiping this creator um, who's, who's brought all of us together. But we have an opportunity to do that now over coffee. We have an mm. opportunity to do that now. You know, as, as we chat together, as we interact, as I see the differences that God has instilled in you and vice versa, I can go back and worship God and, and say how amazing he is that he's made us uh, in our differences and how those benefit each other um, for, for the sake of obviously living in this world, for the sake of worshiping God and, and partnering with him as he, as he redeems uh, the rest of creation. So so I think that worship language is, is, is very key. Um, mm. And if we started speaking like that as Christians, I think it will it will help, you know. Um, and and just off of that, one of the other things I was thinking about is so here we are encouraging people of all races and cultures to come together and speak. And I know one of the objections from Black people is um, because there's some form of inferiority complex that we struggle with because of the history of our country. Black people feeling like you know, like if if I get in, if I speak with a white person. Already, I'm coming in at a deficit. I feel like they know more because that's what we've been taught. That's our experience. Mm. White people tend to be more confident, and you know this. This is just going to be super awkward, right? Um, and and I remember we did a, a talk a while back, um, or talks rather a while back. Uh, black, the gospel and, and blackness, gospel and whiteness. So you did the one on whiteness. I did the one on blackness. Um, and you spoke about white superiority. I spoke about black inferiority. Uh, but 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 both, you know, supremacy was brought down and humbled by the gospel, inferiority was uplifted as well by the gospel. You know, so so I I just wanted you to comment on that. You know, so if 
I'm a white a black person watching this now at Christchurch Midrand, and I'm thinking, oh, well, it's cool. You guys can chat, you know. Plus, black, you you part of the staff team. You hang out with Royden all the time, so you probably work through all the barriers of your inferiority. You're okay, you know what I mean. Mm. But you mm. can't expect that of us. Like I only see Royden like on a Sunday and maybe on a Wednesday at, at Life Group, but you see him every day. So there's more that has happened uh, in your relationship to give you confidence to speak to him. You know, but but if we are speaking about worship language, if we are speaking about the gospel that uplifts those who are inferior and humbles those who think are uh, superior, yeah, can, can you comment on, on that more so that you can help um, the person who feels like ah, this is not for me, man. I'm not cut out. You guys, you guys are just again in a utopia. It's not, it's not gonna mm, happen. Mm. So I guess I guess the, the the language you used earlier was was journey, right? So so this this yeah. doesn't happen. Zap and we there. This this happens through a daily uh, cycle of repentance and faith. So, so the so the closer I am to Jesus, the the more sober minded I am going to be about my place in the world, right? Mm. I'm going to have a sober view of myself because I'm close to to Him, and mm. and 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 it, you know He has soft words for soft people, for broken people. A bruised reed He does not break. Um, mm. And he has harder words for hard people and proud people. Um, and, and so I, th- I honestly think that, that, that collectively and individually, the closer we draw to Jesus, the better we're going to be at this thing. Because, because, because you will have been affirmed by reading of his love and reading of his compassion and care for soci- socially marginalized peoples. Right, so 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 he goes to the fringes. He goes to that woman at the at the well who is lesser in social categories. She's lesser than him in every single way, and including her sin. Yeah, and and he totally just envelops her with love. You know, and he speaks the truth to her. So he's not he doesn't pretend her sin isn't there, um, but but he totally casts aside all the social categories, and and he just embraces her and he loves her. And so from that point of view, he, he lifts someone uh, out of a deep inferiority um, oh. and, and to the point where she has the confidence to go, like she's avoiding people at the well. Yeah. She has the confidence yeah. to run down Main Street in yeah. the town and say, come and ma- meet a man who, yeah. you know, who told me everything I ever did. In other words, to proclaim her sin <laughs> to the whole town and say, come and meet this guy, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I think, I think the Lord Jesus has so much for those of us who feel lesser. You know, he's got, he's got nothing but compassion and care and, and the strong reminder that I made you, you know. I know how many hairs are on your head. There's not one part of you that's an accident. You know, you are who you are because I made you that way. And, mm. and, 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 I, and I shed my blood for you. That's what I think of you, Right. Sure. And so there's so much there for the person who's feeling I'm lesser, but there's also so much there for the person who's thinking I'm more, you know, he, he is so strong on, uh, you know, in those categories, uh, in the categories of his day for those who were, for instance, religiously proud, um, you know, seven woes for the Pharisees and the scribes, you know, you read that language. It's hardcore. He is, he doesn't hold anything back from those who think they are better than others. He really doesn't. 
and he won't he won't abide by it. You know, um, he won't tolerate it. So so for those of us who are proud, um, he's got something to say. So he's got something, and he's got just the right thing for each ah. person. For the person who comes with ears to hear, he's got just the right thing. Sure. And so I think I think that's why this can only work in Christ, right? Otherwise, what are we going to do? Because I'm just going to come in my pride. It's the way I've been programmed. I'm just going to come to you with my confidence, and I'm going to tell you how the world is. Because you don't know. You know, you're not me. So so I think the white person who, 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 who is repenting of feelings of superiority will come to a black person not in self-confidence, but in genuine humility and will want to know, ah. look, I haven't heard from you. I, I you know, I, I sit next to you in church every week, uh, or at least you are two rows in front of me. Just ah. tell me a bit about yourself. You know, that person, that person who, who's coming from a, a genuine grappling with superiority is not going to, uh, hopefully, if they've had an encounter with Christ, going to come full of self-confidence and my opinions and, but just with a genuine desire, uh, uh, um, a genuine desire to know, I want to know about you. You tell me about you, you know, and give, and give a person who's perhaps feeling inferior the opportunity to articulate themselves and, 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 and so that we can understand each other so that we can draw closer. Um, so I think the thing only works in Jesus, uh, which is which is fairly obvious, but but that's the only remedy to to inbuilt superiority, ingrained superiority, and ingrained mm-hmm. inferiority is the Lord yeah. Jesus, and 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 there's there's such an abundance of resource in Him to grapple with these things. Uh, sure. There's no end to it, and there's no end to the repentance that we need to go through, and that's it's a painful process, but I think it's the one that's going to. Help us on. So we, we're kind of getting into first steps, but that's fine. I, I think that is the process that moves us closer to this thing that we that may seem utopian now. Um, but w- we want to see progress in trust. We want to see progress in actually celebrating the differences. Wow. And, and the way to see that progress is only in Christ. As we draw near to him, we gather around him and he sends us out to go and love each other. Um, that's... That's how I see it playing out. I don't really know that there's another way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good, bro. Um, and I think that it, it, it gives confidence to both, you know. So, so confidence not in your superiority as a white person, uh, but confidence in knowing um, uh, the hope that you have in Christ, you know. Uh, confidence that there is room to repent, confidence that there's room to to learn. And and then for 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 the black person it, it gives them confidence. Um again, not not in their blackness, you know, so uh, not in, in feeling like, well, I'm I'm not gonna define myself um by my blackness and because because I'm not white, therefore that's what I'm coming into the conversation with. Uh but no I'm coming in because of the the common ground that we have in Jesus. And knowing that I'm, I'm enough in Him um, because of what He's done for me um, on that cross. So, so even if there is a level of offense from each other, there's room for repentance because mm. because of Christ. And you know, you know what you're actually um, seeking and fighting for. Um, so, so that's that's pretty it's pretty dope, man. Um, 
Sorry, just one comment on that. I mean, I think what you're saying yeah. is is so key for all of us to understand is that we're not going to get this thing right. Ah. You know, we, 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 but, but we, what we're saying is what we're trying to encourage ourselves and all of us is that we can take the risk because yeah. we are, we are, we are, it's a risk worth taking. And, uh, in the Lord Jesus, um, you know, failure is growth. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and failure doesn't mean the end of the enterprise. It doesn't mean a retreating back into camps. Failure just means I've learned it's an opportunity for me to repent. My heart has been exposed. I treated this person appallingly. Um, I got it all wrong. But in Christ, they can forgive me. I can ask for forgiveness. And I can learn and I can get out there again because, because of him. So, so that's what I guess what we're saying. And we want to say that over and over again on this episode is we want to take the risk. The risk is worth taking. And it's not an unbearable risk because of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, amen, bro. That's good. Um, and, and with that said, just another comment. So just before we, we got into the air, quote unquote, the air. Um, but I was just saying to you that I had a conversation a while back uh, with, with somebody who, who basically said, like, the stuff that we're talking about now is is just, yeah, it's it's it's. It's drunken um, ideas, you know, like we, we're just in a state of drunkenness and we're not engaging with the real world. You know, like we, we're just so confined to the Bible, we're confined to the church walls. Um, but if we actually step out and go into corporate essay, for example, go into the streets um, and, and be where the people are, our language would change because the stuff that we're prescribing right now, yeah, that only works at church. And... And if there's a safe bubble, um, but it's not really rooted in in truth and reality. Um, I don't know if there's there's comments that you, you throw around that. Um, yeah, I mean uh, that that's a brilliant brilliant bridge into what I was going to say next. Um, first of all, it sounds like an advert for the gospel to me. Uh, <laughs> if if you know if if we are aiming high and we are making progress, and people are getting annoyed. Well, no, that's kind of what we're supposed to, that's our role in society, right? We, we're supposed to be salt and light. So, we, so, so if they're getting offended because we're trying to love each other, well, blessed are the persecuted, man. Uh, yeah. um, then, then we know we're doing something. Um, so, so, so that is actually the third thing that I wanted to say is that we need to lead the culture, not follow the culture. Mm-hmm. And my, my mm. fear is, is, is in so much of the discourse, the Christian discourse even, we've been following the culture and using cultural categories. And, mm. and, um, and I, think, I think we will have succeeded if we are out in front of the culture rather than sort of doing a very lame job of trying to tag on behind the culture. Um, I, think, sure. I think there's two, two sides to that. There's kind of, is kind of the proclamation of the gospel, which is what, what we were talking about earlier, you and I uh, in the pulpits, gospel and blackness, gospel and whiteness, Zoom conversations around race that we've had recently, this podcast, where we're trying to proclaim the gospel. But I, I think that has to go hand in glove, as always, with gospel living. So I think we would have made enormous progress. And it sounds like there are pockets of progress just from that, that incident that you just shared. Where people are seeing something different, 
That's mm. good. That's healthy, right? I would love for us to be known by the authenticity of our relationships. Not the sure. perfection of our relationships, but the genuine commitment we have towards each other in Christ. So an outsider comes and they come and you and I, you know, we're having a bri and they see us relating and um, they see us just relating in a normal way, you know, and, that, yeah. and, that, and that's not a show we're putting on for them. That's just yeah. how we are. Yeah. If they see that and they should see it and they should see something different and we should be leading the culture in that way, that is the role of the church. And I think, I think Midrand, God has gifted us with such, I'm talking about Christchurch Midrand, God has gifted us with such a, it's such a gift, our, de, our demographics, you know, just who we are as a church. Um, it's, it's kind of like the, the South African experiment within four wars, you know, Sunday by Sunday, or with on one screen, Sunday by Sunday, uh, yeah. except we've got the gospel. And so we've yeah. actually got hope, the hope of some success in this life. Uh, we've actually got some hope that we can find each other. And we've wow. got some reason to stay put and not storm out and go home to my white friends. Um, sure. And so I think, yeah, I just think that would be another mark of success or at least progress is if wow. there were more incidents like the one you just described, not less, but more where people are saying, ah, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You should see what it's like out here. Well, no kidding. You know, yeah. we, let me tell you why we're different. We're not different because we're cleverer or because we've got this thing figured out. We, we're different because we've got the Lord Jesus. And let yeah. me tell you what a difference he could make to you in your relationships with your mm. racist white boss and his colleagues. Let me, mm. let me tell you what difference it could make. Let me mm. tell you what it... What, what difference your witness could make in that space. You know, right. so, so, so I think that's where we want to be. We want to be at a place where we're out front because that's who the Lord Jesus has made us to be. And, and in a sense, right. if we're tagging on behind and trying to imitate the culture, we've lost our way. That's not the mandate we have. Yeah, so that was just the third one that I wanted to pull out for us. So, so it's those three things, right? A, a much deepening, yeah. deeper level of trust. The second one is... Uh, where we recognize uh, the richness that there is in differences. And the third one is where we out front of the culture. We're leading the culture by, the auth by, the, by, by genuine gospel proclamation, speaking the truth, and also living it out. Just, just authentic relationships. Not perfect relationships, because the, we, that, yeah. that doesn't happen this side of heaven, but, but yeah. just authentic relationships where we're genuinely committed yeah. to each other. Those three things. That's good, bro. Uh, and I think just uh, on a point of clarification, it's it's we're not we're not speaking about like the the physical walls at Christchurch Midrand when we're speaking about the church and where these relationships happen. I'm glad you used the example of of of, of the bride, and again, alluding to the the st statements I made in the first episode of us being in intimate spaces. Mm. So so when your friends at work come into your world, your world is not just the four walls of CCN, mm. but it's it's, it's the, the bra you have in with Royden at your house, at his house. It's your kids playing together. It's it's you going on holiday with with people of, of, of different cultures and races. Um, so so when you leave your work world and people come into your world, it's not, yeah, it's, it's 
praise God and amen and amen for our life groups, but it's not just your life group. Mm. Um, it's how the gospel has permeated throughout all your other um, areas of life, you know. So, so that's 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 what we're speaking about. Um, uh, that the gospel really impacts all of that. Um, so, yeah, bro, that's that's pretty um, dope. I'm 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 excited for it. Um, I had I had one last comment, um, and I don't know if if I'm probably just being redundant, but um, and and that's fine if we're redundant with with the gospel. Uh, we we can never hear um, uh, uh, too much of it. It's we need it all the time. But but Pastor Kobedi would would normally say that <laughs> um, theologians, and I'm not saying that we are. At least I know I'm not. Uh, but uh, come and speak about you know how how, how the cross uh, or the gospel impacts uh, these 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 uh, conversations and some of these realities that we're speaking about. Um, but we tend to we, we never actually practically draw out what it means. You know when we say mm-hmm. that the cross of Christ gives us hope, or we never practically draw out what it means um, when when we say when we speak about the gospel. You know, so when we use the word gospel. Uh, it, it might just be a, a thing in the air, you know. I've, I mean, this is a complete side note, but there was an interview where somebody was asked what the gospel is, the South African press, and they confidently said Rebecca Malupe's music. You know, that's, that's what they said. <laughs> confidently. It, it, uh... no, no, no blinking, nothing. They said, what, what is the gospel? And she said, Rebecca Malupe's catalog. Like, everything uh... she's ever released. I think you find um, that answer somewhere buried in Ephesians, I think, yeah. In, in chapter seven, <laughs> chapter seven of Ephesians. Exactly, it's it's in Jude three, <laughs> the, the third chapter of Jude. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, what what do we mean by by the gospel? What do we mean by the cross of Christ or the truth that Jesus has given Himself to us as a sacrifice? And and how do we take all of that and see it play out practically? Um, and, and I know you've you've answered obviously what what the step, the first step is in us um, getting to what we're aiming for, you know, which is, is building is building that trust um, between us. But yeah, m- maybe what I'm asking is just practical ways. How do we, how do we realize all the stuff that we, we've spoken about? So for CCM, what, what is our way forward? So are you asking um, how, how do we deepen our understanding of the gospel or are you asking how do we better apply the gospel or are you asking what is the gospel? So how, how do we better apply it, you know? Mm. And, and I think that touches to what it is because I think other people think to themselves, yeah, yeah, gospel, 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 but what is, what is it and how do you mm. apply it? You know? mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we need to be explicit about these things because I think you're right. We kind of touch them tangentially, but then – we need to bring it out in the open and just be straight. Um, the gospel is so so the, the kind of it's got narrow and broad definitions, right? And it's it's it is it is an unhelpful word in some ways because it's so plastic. Um, so so narrowly put, I think I think one biblical answer just comes from the first few verses of Romans, but it's played out all over the New Testament. Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the gospel, right? Because because in those times, a gospel was a like a big political announcement. That's what it was, right? So so um, we've lost this battle, or this Caesar has just been born, or, or just been coronated. Um, 
that would be a gospel, right? So breaking news on EWN, uh, Julius has just been crowned Caesar, right? Um, so, so that's what a gospel was, like a big political announcement. And what is the big political announcement we read about in, in the New Testament? It's that Jesus Christ is king of the universe. Sure. <laughs> and, and then in the very next breath you discover, but this king goes and hangs on a cross. That's the mm. place of a slave. That's not the place of a king. Mm. That's the other end of the social spectrum. What kind of king is this? And as we read, we discover he's a saving king and he's hanging there to deal with our sins. That's kind of king. That's how committed this king is to his people. He's not an ordinary king, right? Kings want people to serve them. The nation exists for me. This king is at, he's got it all wrong. You know, he's, he is enduring the most heinous humiliation to serve his people. So, so as we read on, that's the kind of that's that's how the gospel starts to get fleshed out. He's he's king, but look at what kind of king he is. Oh. And then that gospel is situated in the story of salvation history, right? The story of how this king comes to save us. And sometimes when I say gospel, I mean the big thing, the whole story. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is the whole story is kind of the uh, the the canvas on which this gospel is painted um, and, and it's situated within, within space and time. It's, it's a historical reality. That's what we say. And there's, and there's a lot that came before and there's quite a lot that comes after that's recorded for us in the Bible. Um, and so the, like the kind of realities that matter to us that we discover in this history the salvation history are the facts. So, so we're thinking about race, right? right? And we're thinking, and we're saying things like we want to celebrate our differences. Well, we spoke about God made humanity. That's one of the great levelers, right? All humanity. It doesn't say God made white people and then some others. It says yeah. God made mankind, male and female, in his image. That means every, and you've said this so many times and said it well, every human being is made in his image. And that's kind of the foundation. That first truth in the salvation history is the foundation for, for approaching each other on equal terms. Otherwise, it's just a power game, right? It's just whoever can get the ascendancy. And that's how we prove our worth. But this thing, you know, this truth right at the beginning of the Bible establishes level ground. It's not humankind. We're all on the equal footing here. Another one, another massive truth that leads into the saving into the arrival of this king who has to save us is the fact that we all have a share in sin. Every single one of us, right? Has a share in the sinful nature of humanity. Why is the world so rubbish? It's because we've rejected God. So that's the second big truth that I can see that, that again is puts us on an equal footing because all of us are sinful. Every single one of us. And then of course, there's the reality that this king, king of the universe, dies for all of us. So he doesn't just die for Jews, he dies for Gentiles. Mm. And if you add the category Jew to the category Gentile, once again, you've got all of humanity. He dies for everybody. It's available to everybody. 
that means he thinks every single human being is worth dying for, right? Sure. So he doesn't die for certain camps or categories or groups. He dies for everybody because we all have an equal share in sin and because we're all worth saving because we bear God's image. Right. So it's another area where we are taught the fact that we are, we, we have equal value and we, and, and, and we're standing on equal ground. And the last one is what we spoke about just now, where the whole story ends. We, all of us gathered and it's who's there. Well, people from every different imaginable group under the sun, right? We all there. And we all worshiping him, him. He's right at the center. Uh, but, he, but he does, we're not like kind of whitewashed, right? So he saves everyone and we all, and we all saved into white culture. That's not the picture we get at all. The picture we get is, is this, this beautiful multitude with all of its difference. So what we were talking about earlier, and that difference is a richness in our worship of Christ brings a richness to our worship of Christ and to what we, you know, so, so, so this new heaven and this new earth is a material reality where we're going to work and we're going to play. And, and so all of that richness is going to work itself out for eternity as we work and play and do what we were supposed to do from the beginning, sure. which is take creation, this wonderful gift that God has given us, and organize it to his glory. That means music. It means art. It means architecture. It means all of these things. And imagine if it's just white culture at the end. How boring. How yeah. uniform. How monotone. How, how one-dimensional. But it's not. It's everybody. Mm. And, so, and so we're going to do a much better job of making creation sing God's praises for all of eternity. Because we're coming at it from so many different angles. So I think that's what we... That's what, that's what I'm saying when I say the gospel gives us this foundation for loving each other. Right. I think that's, yeah. Sure. No, that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Um, and again, it, I think, I think it, it helps us to fight for something bigger, you know, because um, most of the time the conversations happen here, and that's fine, because we're here, you know, we live on earth one human to another and be thinking just about our surroundings and all but um but i i do think if if what you just described now is at the back of our minds uh you know saturating our hearts um that's that's what's driving us to move towards each other to this act of, of worship uh as we interact with each other um i think i think that 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 helps everyone, um, even in, in some of the practical things we spoke about. It helps you with offense, because because if if you're stepping on my shoe, you know, and my my natural response is to think you did that because you're white, um, you know, um, that compared to to the reality of of us, um, you know, being at at the foot of 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 the throne, worshiping Jesus and singing praises to Him, that compared to God creating us in his image, like all of us equally, you know, that compared to Jesus hanging on the cross and dying for the sins of, of all humans is nothing. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's my stain on my white Jordans uh, compared to all, all those realities? You know what I mean? What is it? You know? um, so in that moment, if I have that, I can think, yeah, this is this, I can think he's stepping on my shoe because he's white, but I can also think, 
I mean, it's, it's just a shoe. You stepped on it. It's a mistake. You know, here's, here's a man made in the image of God who's worthy and, and it's, it's proven by how Christ died for him on the cross. He's going to be with me in the foot of the throne worshiping Jesus together. Yeah, like, yeah, listen, bro, you stepped on Like, you know, just, you, you sorry, it's fine. We can, we can move past that. It has nothing to do with, with me being black or you being white. It's just a mistake. We all sin as things happen, you know? Um, I think that will help quite a lot uh, if we have those those realities and truths in our hearts. Um, it, it just, yeah, makes the conversation and our experience much bigger um, than just the bubbles that I think society has put us, uh, put us in. And to some extent, we put ourselves in, perpetuated, just staying in those bubbles because it's something we understand. It's something comfortable. It's easy to think through that. But that big reality you you spoke about forces us to really grapple with really what matters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what 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 yeah, what the gospel is calling us to. So yeah, bro, for, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm filled. You know, it's one of those moments. I'm like, <laughs> if you're in the hood right now, we would just say yeah, like this this it's time to bring out the drinks now. I we need to. There's no more space to feel a bill, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, thanks for that, bro. I don't know if there's there's anything you want to add on your side. Um, um, so I, I can quickly rattle off what I think three next steps would be, or kind of two. Yeah, yeah. If, sure. Should I just jump in? Yeah. So I think, okay, so, so, so now we have these wonderful things to aim for. Well, well, how does it start? And it's, it's really just touching on a few of the things we've said. I think the first thing we have to do is, is we have to start with ourselves. Mm. Um, so, so if there is distrust and if there is, there is, there is this, this, this chasm between us, what am I contributing? Because I think our, our reflex is to go, yeah, but they've done X, Y, and Z. And so I need to, we need to be able to overcome that before I can now venture out into into this into taking these risks that we're talking about but i think i think the gospel as we said gives us resources to say but i i'm an active participant in this thing um i have value but i've been corrupted by sin and i so much so much so that jesus had to die for me uh but now my future's secure so i'm secure enough to I'm, I'm, I'm secure enough to say, what, what have I contributed? What am I contributing to this? Wow. And that'll look different for different for, 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 for us, you know? So it might be, I search my heart and I, and I, and I recognize, yeah, I am approaching, I am approaching black people at a very subliminal level from a, from high ground, so to speak, you know, not on level ground. I'm approaching from high ground and I'm approaching with, I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm gonna end every conversation with how things are, or whatever the case may be. Uh, it may be that that um, a black person is is constantly needing to be reminded of I've been made in the image of God. Christ mm. values me so much that He died for me, that He shed blood for me, mm. and 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 in that process arrive at the truth of the gospel. Um, and so we we. But, but we need to do that for ourselves is what I'm saying. It's, it, it's not out there. The problem is not out there in the first place. The problem is in here. So I think that's the first step. We've got to do that for ourselves, you know. I'm just reminded of um, 
Madiba who said one of the most difficult things is not to change society, but to change yourself. And this is a man who, who brought about massive societal change. And I think he was in a position, one of the reasons he would have been in a position to do that is by recognizing that it, that it kind of yet to embody it himself, you know, yeah. and, and he had to start with himself. And I think that's the mistake we, we sometimes make is we want to, we want to change the world, but we forget that we are the world. Yeah. Um, sure. So I would say we start there. And then I would say that the very next simple thing that we can do again is it's what kind of the stuff we've been speaking about is just start with the person in front of you. So, so again, the temptation is to jump to systems and institutions and, and society, and we want to change this. But if you think about how Jesus brings the kingdom, right, he doesn't drop it out of the sky and say, here's the kingdom, everybody. He brings the kingdom one person at a time. So he brings the kingdom in Royden. He brings the kingdom in black. And then he brings the kingdom in the next one and the next one and the next one. And so, and so I think we've got to relate to each other first. So we've got to, in our interpersonal relationships, we've got to be living this stuff out. Just start with conversations. Take the risk of trying to find out about someone. Like just ask questions. Just, just try and genuinely try and get to know someone out of love, motivated by love and a desire for us all to be better and to find each other. Um, ask how a person got converted. If we had church, you know, you find out so much from a person's testimony. Like you, yeah. you don't have to start there. Maybe that's a bit awkward, but, but that's common ground. Like we're in church, people. Um, just ask a person how Jesus has changed their life. And you will find out so many of the details of their lives we, because we, we struggle to tell the story without meandering through preschool. And then, you know, then I uh, visited my uncle this one weekend. And, you know, we just lay it all out there. So it's great. It's a great way to get to know someone. It's just say like, we at church. What are you doing here? What, like, what difference? How did you How did you end up here? What I mean, how did you come to know Jesus? Did you grow up? And person starts talking, and and you get to know yeah. them. So I, I really think it's, it's as simple as those two steps. I won't. I've I've been going on endlessly, but one start with me, right? Yeah. I'm going to start with me. What What am I bringing to the problem? And then I'm going to just start with the person in front of me or next to me. And God willing, we'll, we'll have people next to us that are not in a box on a screen soon, but they'll be next to us in, in the seat. Um, and start with that individual. I want to get yeah. to know this person. Pray, pray through it. Lord, give me the courage just to go up to this person at church. I see them every week. I, all I've ever done is maybe exchange a smile. Or, but, but Lord, give me the courage to go and, and really talk to that person and try and get to know them. And I, I honestly think it's, it starts... It's that simple in the beginning. And that's how we take, you know, we want to travel a thousand miles. We've got to take the first step. And for me, sure. that's the first step. Sure. No, bro, that's good. Um, and I, I can say I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Um, and, and I hope that people have been encouraged as well, that the rest of the family feels um, ready to take the first steps if you haven't, you know. Um, and, and I know there's some who taken the first step and probably been met with resistance. Um, but again, in, in Christ, we can, we can go again, you know, uh, there's room for it, there's space for it. 
um, and let's let's keep at it because the 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 picture is that much bigger. The motivation is is that much bigger as well. So so I'm certainly encouraged, bro. Um, and yeah, I I I think we can we can pray uh, that God helps us with that. Um, again, it's it's not going to be easy, like we said. We're not aiming for for perfect solutions. We're not aiming for um, doing things ultimately in the right way because we're sinners and we're going to stumble. But I think praying for the, the courage to just get up um, and worship, you know, um, I think that's, that's probably going to be my new thing now. <laughs> this, this, this conversation that we're having, these episodes are, are worship, you know, so. A two-part um, sermon series for the teens on worship. Yeah, worshiping that's it. Each other. Worshiping God through that's each other. It. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm I'm an advocate of speaking about worship as as what we ultimately designed to do, and that's what the Bible says. You know, like we designed to worship, but it's it's so ironic for somebody who engages on race conversations so much that I never thought that us chatting is an is an act of worship. You know, mm. like I I speak like that about my music. I'm like, yeah, I'm on stage rapping. That's worship. You know, um, as as I love my wife, that's worship. As as I preach, that's worship. But it's it's weird. I never thought of of us having these conversations and interacting with other people of different cultures as an act of worship. And it is, you know, it's it's ironic that I wouldn't even think like that. But it's just, uh, and I know it, it might even be a revelation for for many of our, our people watching this. So so let's go out and worship. Um, mm. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Can I pray for us, brother? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, man. Father, we just want to thank you again for um, bringing us together um, to have this conversation. Thank you that we are alive, there's breath in our lungs. And Father, that we can use that breath for your glory, for your worship. Um, Father, we can use that breath to speak life uh, into each other as people of of different cultures, different races, different backgrounds. Um, Father, you brought all of us together. Um, It's reminded us. And now, Father, that your kingdom uh, is seen and actualized in, in our individual hearts, Lord, and how you bring us together. And then when we zoom out from, from our own individual selves, Lord, we see um, this big kingdom that you, you're drawing to yourself. Uh, so, Father, thank you uh, that we are reminded today um, that, Father, what, we, what we're doing um, is worship, Father, that how we loving each other is worship, Lord, and, and worship... Uh, supersedes, Lord, and, and surpasses uh, just our own insecurities, um, uh, us feeling inferior, us feeling superior. Uh, but, Lord, it, it humbles us. It gives us confidence uh, the right way uh, so that, Lord, we, we can worship the, the only one who, who deserves all glory and worship, and that is you. Um, so, Father, please help us um, as we think about the practical ways of how we're going to do this, Lord, as we think about um, how, how we're going to look introspectively, Lord, and see our own sin and our own fault in all of this. Um, and Father, in turn, then um, go out uh, to pursue love, to pursue um, uh, good relationships with others. So I pray, Father, that you really have your hand over us. Uh, we need you. Just looking at the history of our country, we definitely know we need you, Lord. And we only here because you had your hand over us. And you still have your hand over us. And so we pray, Father, that moving forward uh, to, to, to the future with upcoming generations, uh, with, 
with us, Lord. Start start now, Lord, and and, and just uh, continue just shaping our minds in light of the gospel. Uh, so we, we thank you, Father, uh, for for your kindness towards us, and uh, we we pray um, for for CCM and uh, all that uh, members and family in, in in our church. And we pray, Father, that we may really start um, worshiping together. In your name, we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Cheers.